Hello and welcome to Is Made As A Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who won his town's hot dog chugging contest. Josh Hemo. I practiced for years for that. Yeah, a lot of wieners, a lot of bad days. A lot of clearing your throat, knowing how to swallow properly. You know, it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill. It's a challenge for sure. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> it is definitely you know how small skinny I am. It was it was crazy. Yeah, he gained forty pounds, and then lost it the next day. Thank you, metabolism. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you all missed us. I know it's been a little while since our last podcast, but really long break. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely it was shorter than the break we took before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I want to welcome you all to season three. Let me tell you, from here, it's only nine more seasons to go. It's actually, <laughs> it doesn't seem that far away now. Nine more seasons, a musical, and a couple movies. Yeah, so. a couple movies. Yeah. It's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But <laughs> this week, we are watching season three, episode one, The Algae's Always Greener, and Sponge Guard on Duty. Act one, The Algae's Always Greener. So, in this act, Plankton is tired of his life of just trying to steal the Krabby Patty. And he's kind of like fed up of, you know, the life that Mr. Krabs has. So he uses a machine to basically Freaky Friday himself into Mr. Krabs' life, a.k.a. switch bodies. If you don't know what Freaky Friday is, go read a book and <laughs> watch, watch a TV movie. or watch a movie. <laughs> just go culture, go get some culture inside you. Way you know to date yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We we know our audience. Yeah. <laughs> One point of discussion that I wanted to bring up right off the, the bat is, do you think Plankton gave it enough time inside Mr. Krabs' life? I was actually really surprised how quickly he quit. He like only gave it, what, probably like 20 minutes, 15 minutes at most. Yeah. And it wasn't even that crazy to be, I, I didn't think it was that bad, but... no. Even in an accelerated timeline, if we assume like that was over the course of a whole day, it was not was not that long. No. But it, it is kind of a cool insight about what Mr. Krabs does have to deal with behind the scenes. Like we don't get to see all that interaction with SpongeBob or Pearl, you know, and all that stress on top of having someone try to steal your Krabby Patty all the time. I don't know. Like I don't feel sorry for Mr. Krabs. <laughs> but what I think I, is interesting yeah. about the whole scenario is Plankton couldn't just use that to acquire the Krabby Patty formula and then go back. Because obviously he remembered his experiences. You know what I'm saying? I think he, I mean, he tried, I guess. I didn't, he didn't try hard enough. Like, that's the problem with Plankton every time he gets close to getting the formula. He always is like his own worst enemy. Like, he spent the time to date both of the patties and all this stuff and whatever and didn't bother to get the formula. Like wouldn't it be the first thing you do is find the secret formula? Like first five minutes of being in someone else's body. Right. And then just memorize it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, are we to assume that the life switch was a reality thing? Like, did he make a separate, did he use a reality a, stone? <laughs> yeah. Did he enter a different dimension slash reality where he and Mr. Krabs are, flipped or is this like a computer simulation matrix style where it's like oh like this is like my life now that's a good question i would think that it, it was an alternate dimension right i mean we have that whole my one of my favorite sequences from this episode when he's going into the nether dimension and screaming and then stops to take a sip of soda <laughs> and then he keeps screaming and so then makes screaming. it yeah, to me sounds like that, that looked like a going to a different dimension kind of situation. I do want to bring up his first attempt at the very beginning of the episode of him using basically an old man's ketchup bottle to to get to shoot to, himself. Yeah. <laughs> but I one let's bring up the old man first of all. That, is that <laughs> old man Jenkins? I, I guess there is like he a, changes a bunch. So <laughs> there's a theory that old man Jenkins is like multiple old men that mm -hmm. like when one dies off, the next one. <laughs> it's takes just the mantle place. that they take place. <laughs> the avatar. <Maybe>. <laughs> the <laughs> avatar of PD Bottom is old man Jenkins. I enjoy that. Prove me wrong. <laughs> 
But the whole part where he's like, well, pardon me, young lady. And then he like turns around. He's like, ooh, what a what fox. fox. <laughs> and I was like, you perverted old man. Well, the next thing he says, and he shoots the ketchup. I was like, I hope I don't miss again. I was like, mm, that's also kind of a. <laughs> that poor, that poor old man. Yeah. But the thing that struck me the most was Plankton's protective headgear. A luchador mask? <laughs> it was no, no, no. That nah. is not a luchador mask. That was like a BDSM. It was okay. Like, it was decorated like a luchador mask, but it had the zippers like a BDSM. <laughs> I was really confused. I was like, this doesn't protect anyone. Yeah, I, don't... I was like that. That was one of the small lessons I put was uh, proper protection is necessary. Also, another lesson I put was keep your pervy thoughts to yourself. <laughs> don't say them out loud for the for the for children at home to hear. <laughs> But Mr. Krabs' reaction where he's like, Squidward, shield me with your forehead. Your forehead. Oh, I feel so bad for Squidward. You shouldn't body shame like that. There was, okay, there's a couple counts of body shaming in both this part and the second part. So I'll bring it up this. The whole, the, the Squidward's forehead was the first one I saw. This mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it was, uh, this, I was pleasantly surprised that this season starts off, like, it hits the ground running. Yeah. With, as far as, like, references go, like, the whole like plankton going through like his different dimension situation screaming i've definitely seen gifs of that where he's just drinking the soda the while, soiled like, it face yeah the soiled it face uh where spongebob starts crying yeah where he's like um when oh, he's like, like oh. sauce yeah, he's yeah, like, the- yeah, too much sauce. <laughs> he's just like making that the noise. The weird fish face that he makes. Yeah. And the victory screech that they all do at the end, too. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite lines in this episode is no shoot, no shoes, no, uh, no, no shirt, no shoes, no service. He's shooting the and clothes. He, and he's like shooting everything very like aggressively. I was like, yeah. Well, I, wonder, I was going to ask you so, why do you think that in this alternate reality, why do you think that shooting or getting. Mr. Krabs to wear clothes is what stops him. Like, why is it wearing that bra is all of a sudden like, all right, I give up. Hmm. Because it's weird, right? I don't know. If you really are trying to get this Krabby Patty, like, why is it just putting on clothes is like the bane of your life? And it's like, it's kryptonite. He literally can't wear clothes. Maybe he feels uh, uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) in clothing. He did say at least this one has underwire. So maybe it is like, Wearing clothes makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe. So he's like, well, I got to go home and deal with this now. <laughs> when Plankton swallowed that entire teardrop from Pearl, I was like, I thought he was going to die in I that moment. He explode. He's like filled to the brim, which makes me think, how big is Plankton that one whale tear? How big is a whale's teardrop? That it would fill him up. It must be pretty big, right? I would yeah. assume like. Maybe like a glass of water. No, I gotta be bigger than that or smaller, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe like a, a half glass of water. Half glass, yeah. Let's say half glass. <laughs> glass is half full. One of my favorite lines from this uh, episode right at the end is uh, Plankton, right before he teleports back to his reality, he's like, "I'll remember you all in therapy." Remember that That's- so perfectly from my childhood. I was like, "Yes, this is great. I love this so much." <laughs> And it's funny because, like, as a kid, like, that that line doesn't really mean too much to you. No, but it's still, like, funny. You still get it, like, all right, clearly there's something. (laughs) But as you get older, it's, like, it does hit a little harder. Do you think uh, Plankton actually gets full from holographic meatloaf? What do do real-life Plankton eat? I think they do photosynthesis. Photosynthesis? So maybe he does. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Um, but no, I think they, I'm pretty sure Plank- Plankton are like, they're so small. They have to use photosynthesis yeah. or something like that. My, like maybe smaller bacteria maybe, but they're already pretty small. I don't know. Fish experts are let us know if you had to pick, but if you had to pick one holographic meal to have for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Holographic Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what the ramifications are of that, but a holographic Charizard card. Just eat that. What, the de- whatever the design is on a holographic Charizard, I want that in a holographic food form, and I will. I would eat that. Perfect. So yeah. If anyone got some fan art friend or friends out there, I'd like to see that drawn specifically. Out of anything that we've ever talked about, that is what I want to see. Oh, so I looked it up. 
of all other life in the ocean needs uh, phytoplankton to survive, get their energy directly from the sun using photosynthesis, just like plants. Okay. But and no... they're eaten by other plankton that are bigger, zooplankton. Oh. Wait, which I'm I... assuming plankton is a zooplankton, so maybe he just eats other smaller plankton. Maybe. Or you get photosynthesis, but either way, like... The holographic meatloaf doesn't fulfill either of those things, so I, mean, I can't imagine he gets full. <laughs> I mean, you could you could argue photosynthesis, like Th- it's light. The... Oh, He's maybe eating straight up light. <laughs> but shout out to Karen for being such a hardworking spouse and a genius. She's the one that suggests spouse slash like, uh, computer AI. She's like the Siri equivalent, the original he, Siri, the original Siri, but with a lot more intelligence. She's the one that comes up with the uh, plan to. Switch lives in the first place. He had already made the machine, which I was. Assu- I'm gonna assume that she came up with the idea to make the machine in the first place. Yeah, they could have used a better name though, because I wrote down the name. It's the Switch Lives, just to know what it's like. Omographier. <laughs> I feel like there has to be a, a very specific name. There has to be a job out there that it's your, your job just to name like specific things, like different inventions and stuff. Because I can't imagine like the actual inventor can come up with a good name for it, right? You got to make it marketable. I guess that's marketing. That's their job. The marketing That's department. What that is. I just described marketing. <laughs> everyone, everyone, don't take credit for Josh's wonderful idea. <laughs> he just invented marketing. I did. <laughs> he invented it right now uh, at 2 a.m. on our podcast. July 6th. July 6th at 2 a.m. <laughs> so, so I wanted everyone to know. I'm going to make mad um, money off of this. <laughs> Tons and tons of money. What small lessons did you get? Did you get anything? It was hard in this one. This this act is very like it's very on the nose. Like the grass isn't always greener because that's like the title. It's of a the... title. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was that was funny that the title is exactly like the lesson. We don't normally get that with SpongeBob where the title cards are relate directly a lot to the episode. Usually it's just like a hint or like a a small reference. But this was exactly the lesson and everything. Yeah. Usually it's like a small pun on the like actual scenario. Yeah. But yeah, it was very, very, very on the nose with that stuff. Yeah. I guess like be um, be direct about your plans and stuff. Like we talked about, if he's going to get the secret formula, go for it. Don't wait. Just go for it. Like you don't have time to waste. Um, and I did like the little less about personal space that Squidward brings up to SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, we had, to, we had this conversation about personal space. I'm very bad with personal space. I feel like I get a lot closer to people than I should sometimes. Well, I think I think that's okay as a person. I think it's 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 on the other person to discuss those boundaries. Be like, hey, you're getting a little close. I'm not you're super like, comfortable with that. Or can you not breathe on my face? Is yeah. <laughs> can you not put your hand on my head? Or what we... <laughs> I do have a bad. Me. I have a bad habit of playing with people's hair. See, I like pet. I like petting people. Is that a, I is think that a, I, is that a I drunk? Think I, yeah, that's more of a drunk thing. I feel like if everyone else is drunk, that's okay. It's that's <laughs> like me. Like my my affection is like I'm gonna pet your head. Treat everyone like an animal and pet. Yeah. Them. <laughs> I I just need a dog. I think that's what the real. Yeah, I think that's what you're is. boiling down to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I did write another small little lesson. Just SpongeBob. SpongeBob is right. There's always room for improvement. That's true. And a good yeah. manager will see that. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that like. Plankton kind of got screwed over in this episode and with a lot of these episodes is like there's no prep for him like he's dealing with like think about it this way Mr. Krabs has had his entire life to figure out okay what can I tell Spongebob that will get him to leave what can I tell my daughter like how much money can I give my daughter before she like just leaves me alone and like how do I deal with all these scenarios like he's had a lifetime of prep I guess that's another small lesson you could put is like the like your experiences will shape how you deal with issues yeah so like i don't know oh one fun fact spongebob says soiled it 21 times and mr Krabs <laughs> says and the next day 16 times <laughs> from the wiki um but yeah so yeah i i think plankton did not get a fair fair run at it that's why i think he should have he should have done his research do your research yeah or not even do your research but like he should have st- you know, stuck it out another day. Well, I think, yeah. But I also think, like, he has the capability of looking at Mr. Krabs' life. Like, just watch what happens on a daily basis. Put some, like, cameras. Watch what's going on. If you're going to do this switcheroony thing, like, 
plan ahead, right? Got to be ready before you get Freaky Friday, do you know? I have a question for you. Yes. So in later episodes, we find out that all of Plankton's family is a bunch of like hicks and stuff or hillbillies yeah. and stuff. So I'm wondering this, this foreign exercise video, the only thing that he's only left a review on in his entire life. What do you think this foreign exercise video was that was sent to him by his cousin? I don't know. I believe it was a negative review. Okay. I, I don't know a lot of people <laughs> who choose to leave a review that's positive. Positive. Yeah. It's very rare. Like, and that's the nature of, I think, reviewing is a lot of the reviewing culture isn't conducive to reviewing positive things like when you were like oh i want to leave a review it's always because you're upset it's never because you're like happy happy yeah yeah i think the only exceptions have been like barbers that i've left good reviews on because like it's mm -hmm. hard for the for people to find stuff like that or if like i've noticed when people get paid like when paid customers on amazon oh yeah leave good reviews all the time which is kind of bullshit right yeah because they're getting like, you know, the sample or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Foreign exercise DVD just sounds like a very, very like PC way of saying softcore pornography. That was, that was, was the, okay. That's what I was getting at. Because I think, especially with his cousins, knowing who they are, it would be like, seems like it would be something like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what the review He's like, there is no exercising no throughout exercise. this entire tape. I don't know. <laughs> This woman is at this gym, and this man just his penis is out. I thought they were gonna exercise, and that is definitely not what happened. <laughs> That's not the kind of exercise I can do at my home. <laughs> Our first bubble break of season three. Season three bubble break. Woo woo woo! Number one. Number one. So I thought that to start off, uh, we could just do a quick little update about what we were up to in our small little break, um, and you know. Get a little personal to start off with. Ooh, yeah. So, what have you been up to, Omar? I got my ass whooped. Oh, shit. I got, <laughs> I got beat up. Is it on Worldstar? No, it's not on Worldstar. <laughs> no, I, 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 a lot of people have been making fun of me for it, but I take it as a badge of honor. Is I went to the 25th anniversary of Warp Tour. Which I don't get what people I know are making fun of you for that. Uh, a lot of it is just like people are like, really? Why? Why would you go? And I was like, oh, Blink One Eighty Two was gonna be there. A Day to Remember was gonna be there. Good Charlotte was gonna be there. Were Taking you not back an Sunday emo kid in the two thousands. I was like, I was like, this is the Warp Tour that I should have gone to in like high school, but I didn't get a chance to. So I committed to going this year because I am an adult with money and I can go. So that's what I decided to do. Where was it at? But, uh, uh, Atlantic City. It was my first time there. I did not gamble because I did not have time because I decided that I was going to drive from New York and then back from Atlantic City every single day because the hotels in Atlantic City were like $400 a night. Yikes. <laughs> it was very, very busy because of Warp Tour. I'm sure it brought a lot of revenue for the city, but yeah, it was very, very tiring. Day two, I almost died. That was fun. I finished the whole day. I did drink water throughout the day, but at the very end of the, of the, of the thing, I almost passed out walking to the gas station because I really needed water after Blink-182 because <laughs> I had Cause he went crazy. standing in the sun for five hours. Yeah, because it was on a beach, right? It was on a beach. Yeah. I do not recommend beach shows. It's very hard to mosh in, in sand, and it's also very, very very dirty and tiring I, I currently have icy hot on my feet because i think <laughs> walking in the sand really jacked up my feet but yeah that, you, a, a lot you, of a lot of different stuff do you regret it though oh no hells no there you go i love that's what i love concerts because like you feel beat up like especially i was underprepared a little bit for this physically mm -hmm. but I definitely think I should have drank more water day two or like done another trip for water. But I like the feeling. It's like, you know how people get like, oh, yeah, that was a good workout. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about it when I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good like it was a good emotional workout. It's a it's how I get my my sadness out. For the whole year. <laughs> then I could be happy the rest of the year. And the low key aggression You just mosh yeah. and run into people. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then like <laughs> if you've never been to like a crazy like a more of a rock concert like that, most of the time like they're the nicest little crowd. Yeah. You know? 
think people are just there to listen like to enjoy the music just like you and like have a good time and i think people yeah. machine has a bad rep for it people are like oh they're just crazy and drug fueled and blah 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 but usually it's not that bad no it's not that bad it's honestly it's like i think it's just a weird way that toxic masculine men have figured out how to uh <laughs> deal with their emotions i never thought about it's it like be- that but yeah that's good because like I don't I know. There's they... a lot of love in a mosh pit, even yeah. though there's a lot of like physical aggression. I would say because it's there's not it's not like angry people moshing. They're like they're happy. Yeah, but they're moshing. It's yeah. a very weird. It's, it's just... a weird vibe. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I want I want to hear that song though. A lot of love in a mosh pit. I feel a lot like of love in a mosh pit. <laughs> That's my uh band name. That's good. That's a good band name. That's my other band name. What about you, Josh? Did you get your whooped? Uh, by the sun, I did get a real bad sunburn because I uh, am in, as we're recording right now, I am in Tucson just for a little bit. I went to go uh, visit my friend Steven and his new kid, um, which is adorable. I spent so much time with that baby. Man. Um, you, you got baby <laughs> fever now? No, definitely not. If anything, Josh- I was like, I do not want to deal with <laughs> crying poopy baby i'm fine with it sleeping on me but otherwise i don't want to deal with anything else got it so uh, sorry ladies josh is no applications he is not uh getting anyone pregnant anytime soon Give me he's years. not getting he's not getting himself <laughs> pregnant either so. no zero percent um but i'm doing a show here and then i'm actually um going with steven on a road trip from here to pennsylvania Woo-hoo. he got a new job and so we're gonna drive for like three days it'll be fun and then, uh, I love road trips. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be good. That was uh, one thing that I realized driving to Warp Tour. I was like, I really miss just driving and listening to music. Man, that's like the one number one thing I've been doing here. It's like if it's like really late at night, I'm like driving home. I was like, I'll just spend an extra an hour and like go drive like towards the mountains and stuff, and mm-hmm. just like blast music with the sunroof open and shit. it's great. Mm-hmm. Missed it. Well, that was that's another thing that I do. A lot of people hate it, but. I, I don't do this to other people in the car, but like I will put down the windows like on the highway. I mean, whatever. It's just you in the car and blasting music. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, but like I'll have like my hands sticking out, yeah. like the window and everything, and I'm always like, man, it's like so nice out, and all these drivers are just sitting in their AC, listening to their podcasts. <laughs> listening to is mainly as the podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher, and and wherever podcasts, podcasts are, are available are available. <laughs> Nice plug. Very natural. Killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a nice little break. A lot it of is. not a lot of money has been made this break for me, but a lot of it has been spent. And that's what the reason we make money, <laughs> right? To spend it. Exactly. That's how you live life. Yeah. I'm looking forward to season three and just the next couple months. I think it's gonna be a good like hopefully it's gonna be a good end of two thousand nineteen and hopefully two thousand twenty will be even better and less chaotic than the last couple years have been oh i hope so i don't know like are literally after like before this recording california just got hit with like two earthquakes, earthquakes. in the last two days fourth of so july we'll was see. kind of a mess so yeah i mean <laughs> it's gonna be i think 2020 like this coming season or whatever like the future is gonna be a hot mess mercury like, needs to get out of retrograde for <laughs> everything <laughs> act two Sponge Guard on duty. We join our best friends SpongeBob and Patrick at the Goolagoon, and they're kind of ragging on Larry and him being a lifeguard and how it's not that cool and all this stuff. Um, but then SpongeBob ends up getting an ice cream truck dropped on top of him and gets some white stuff on his nose, so Larry mistakes him as a lifeguard. So SpongeBob pretends to be a lifeguard, but it turns out SpongeBob doesn't know how to swim, so that causes some chaos, as you can imagine, and in the end, Larry has to teach him and Patrick how to swim. So my first question to you, uh, Omar, is do you think that you would make a good lifeguard? Yes. Why is that? I think that if I was a lifeguard, I would be more in tune with like like my physical health. Mm-hmm. Like I do I do th- I don't think like I'm unhealthy right now, but I definitely feel like if I'm gonna be a lifeguard, I would be like more healthy. Yeah. But like definitely in high school, I think I would have trusted myself to be a lifeguard because you just like, 
don't know. I don't feel like it's that difficult. Just gotta sit around, watch people, and then jump in the pool and save someone every once in a while, maybe. Yeah. You just have to be, okay, to to put it, like, really plainly at, like, if you're just, like, a regular, like, pool lifeguard. I'm not going to say, like, a beach. I would say a beach lifeguard has to be a lot better than the average pool lifeguard. Mm-hmm. But, like, a pool lifeguard, you just got to make sure that people aren't drowning, and you just, like, if you see a kid drowning, you run over. And I remember at our public pool, like, they didn't even jump in the water. They would just, like, <laughs> let the kid, like, grab, like, their... The, like, red, floaty, red floaty or whatever yeah. and they would just like pull them towards the edge and they'd be like cool they're good and like every now and then they would jump in but like from a from a pool standpoint i don't think so other than that you're just like blowing a whistle and telling people to stop running right yeah exactly <laughs> don't jump off here don't do that but uh for a beach lifeguard i think you probably have to actually be in a some shape yeah you gotta have that Baywatch body yeah. So I don't know I don't know if I would be a great lifeguard in that way. Mm-hmm. Like but I'm sure if I got the job I would be physically fit enough to actually do that. But like happen. as far as like from the mental capacity to keep things keep calm under pressure and stuff like that, I think it'd be good. Are you a good swimmer? Um, I'm all right. I'm definitely not like lifeguard status. But uh but what about you? Do you think you'll be a, you would be a good I lifeguard? I'm definitely not a good swimmer. For sure. You're you're a horrible swimmer? Not as good as I wish I was, for sure. (laughs) But, like, I I think I can probably keep cool under pressure and stuff. Um, But I don't know. I don't think that ever, like, the idea of being a lifeguard was ever super appealing. Like, I don't want, like, it's, I guess, having the idea of, like, saving someone's life, like, Mm. that is a lot of pressure to have, right? It is a lot of pressure. Well, I was, if you miss someone drowning, right? Why was it yeah. too late? I don't know. There's too many factors. <laughs> um, since we're on the subject of drowning, the whole like episode climax is like Patrick, like almost dying. But I actually I I forgot it was a while back. I saw like a video from some college or something like that. They did like a study mm-hmm. on like what people think drowning actually looks like. And you know, SpongeBob was talking about. He's like, oh, he'd be like saying that he's drowning and flailing and stuff like that. And so they make you watch a video and they're like, look for the kid that's drowning and find the, vi- the like find the victim of this drowning. And so you're like watching this video of all these kids like at this pool and they're like, you missed the kid. He like, he drowned. And then sure enough, it showed like the video. And then the very end, it like, it's literally like apparently drowning is always very not like thrashing and stuff like that. It's like a nice slow not a nice slow, but it's a slow process. Yeah. Like it's a quiet process. So like the, you, when you watch the video again, you see like, Oh, here you see this kid and he's struggling swimming and he fell under the water and that's all it takes. So like it's scary, right? That was one, that was one lesson I wanted to, that I didn't learn from SpongeBob, but it reminded me, it was like drowning doesn't look like people like freaking out being like, help me, help me. I'm going to die. It's like very much closer to like, Oh, I slipped in the pool and never came back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good that's thing. That's scary. Yeah, it is terrifying. But that's a good thing to like, keep in mind, especially like parents that have pools and stuff, like mm-hmm. just to know the signs of like what that looks like. Because, yeah, because like, I think most people assume that drowning is like someone screaming and like flapping their arms about, right? Yeah. And then like when I took a CPR class, they were like, hey, when you – when you see in the movies like someone's doing CPR and then like cough up water and they're fine, like that's not the reality of CPR. Like CPR is literally just to keep blood flowing to your brain. So when they shock you back awake in the ambulance, you're not dead. Brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. So like I was like, because the person who taught me CPR, he was my biology teacher mm-hmm. and he was very much like a, um, he like, he used to own like a he owned a scuba school or he like was like a teacher at a scuba school so like he was basically like a dive master or whatever oh but he's like he told me he told us a story he's like yeah like it's literally just to like pump blood through your through your body and through your brain and he's like i once once did like cpr for like three hours because like someone that he like a friend friend of his like his son or something like that had like something was wrong he had like basically drowned and they pulled him up on the boat and they had to like basically do cpr from the time the boat 
left where they were at to shore. Damn. For like the lifeguards could reach them. And I was like, that is crazy. I wonder why in media they show us different things like that that aren't truthful, right? I guess it's for dramatic effect, right? Yeah, because it's but. not it's not fun to see like like oh like oh that person like fell under the water. Like it's a nice slow like descent into the water. They don't like seeing that. No, it's not it it's it's more poetic. You, it's not action y. It's not Baywatch style, yeah. you know? It just makes you very ill prepared for when the actual event actually happens. Yeah. That was another question I had was like have lifeguards actually been cool? Like I understand like Baywatch is a thing, but do you think like lifeguards have actually like I've I don't remember being younger and being like lifeguards are cool. No, I don't think so either. Or like I are like I don't even know kids like because you know how like kids are like I want to be a firefighter, yeah. like I want to be a police officer because I'm a narc. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, but Damn. like when you're a younger child, like those. I don't know. Professions maybe. sound very like good. Like they sound like, oh, I want to do this. But like, I never met like a kid who's like, I want to be, be a lifeguard. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't even really met many friends either who are like, I want to be a lifeguard. As they got older, either like even high school and stuff, like people were really good at swimming, you know, and swim swim teams and stuff. But none of them were ever like, I'm gonna be a lifeguard. Like, yeah, like the only people I knew that were lifeguards were like on the swim team, and they're just like summer jobs, right? summer jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't seem like they wanted to be a lifeguard. They were just like, I, it's a summer job. I guess it's probably hard I, to find that kind of job. Like, unless you're, like, a full-time lifeguard at, like, a YMCA situation. then Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I now I want to do more research on, like, beach lifeguards. Like, are those, like, I don't think those are just teens who are like, yeah, I need a summer job because but have that's you, a lot more ground to cover. You out know? of all the times you've been to the beach, have you seen a lifeguard? I don't I don't remember ever seeing I guess I've seen the lifeguard towers, but I don't think I've ever seen a lifeguard at the beach. Mm, every now and then. Okay. But I also like my childhood was like in Hawaii where there's like uh, lifeguards yeah. I think are a bigger deal. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, like I would just like again, like I wouldn't see like them out and about. It's like them chilling in the tower, maybe like doing some more riding an ATV from one tower to another. I guess I have seen like the ATVs and stuff on the beach and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> that was a really long tangent on lifeguards. Well. It, it was a big part of the episode. So. You don't really you don't really think about it though. No. It's like one of those it's... unsung unsung heroes. Yeah. Basically. Um do you think that the white stuff reference that they keep doing for the nose is a uh, is a little bit more than just the white stuff that they uh, referring to do you think it's i could see it joke? as <laughs> i could see it as both as both because i remember when i was younger i was like what is that white stuff and then like people would be like oh it's supposed to be like the sunscreen they have on their nose i was like oh that makes sense but like now that i'm older i'm like oh like maybe it's like a miami vice like situation where they're like just covered in cocaine yeah that's like they, they referenced it too much they never referenced it as sunscreen it's always like oh you got that white stuff on your nose it, it seemed like too much of a, like a adult joke that they're poking at something yeah i i don't know i found out that it's like a well they do show that it's zinc oxide which apparently is like a sunscreen alternative oh okay uh because spongebob puts it like he later on with larry he dips his nose yeah in. And I was like, oh, okay, but it's still I still think it could be a cocaine reference. Hundred percent. I'm sure a lot of lifeguards in the eighties were just strung up on cocaine. Good, 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 good. Especially That's in what Miami. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Only in Miami. <laughs> Why do you think that I was confused because so when uh Larry leaves SpongeBob in charge. He's off to go tan, go to a tanning bed, but he spends all day at the beach. I don't understand why. Like, why is it he needs to go to a tanning bed and t- he's on the beach already? Aren't you getting a tan while you're there? Hmm. Well, he said he had a, a date with a tanning bed, and then he got in a car with like a bunch of female, a bunch fish. of <laughs> a bunch of ladies. Yeah. So maybe it was a different tanning bed. You know hey. what I'm maying? Maybe he was clapping them cheeks. Hey. <laughs> He's clapping some cheeks and, you know. You know, he is, he's like a pretty fit dude. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got that, like, that female attention, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I also know that, like, there are women I've met and, like, some men who, like, are very entertaining that will go, they'll lay out, but then they'll also do 
you know, tanning booths and stuff like that to supplement that. Good way to ruin your skin real quick. <laughs> yeah, you get old real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Look like I know handbag. being in the sun's bad for you, but I don't know how bad a tanning bed is for you. I mean, it's like direct. You're like baking. I don't know. Maybe someone can let know. us know. If you've been in a tanning bed before, let us know. No, I don't. I wouldn't do any of that. Yeah. I'm I'm with a skin color that I'm going to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, if I'm going to be out in the sun just enjoying myself, then yeah. But, like, I don't think I want to tan on purpose. That's fair. I don't like cooking myself. Well, if you are, put sunscreens on. There's a lot of, like, good lessons in this episode for, like, sun care, especially now it's the summertime. Like, mm-hmm. like sunscreen, number one. Wearing sunglasses, the episode starts off with Patrick and his eyes burning because he's star- staring directly at the sun. Oh, God. He's like, I could look at it all day. <laughs> staring at the sun. I like sometimes when I'm, I, I feel that way sometimes when I'm lighting and I'm like looking at lights for a long time and I'm like, why am I just staring at this light? Yeah. I'm an idiot. I feel like I'm as an a, idiot. <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've noticed it's harder for my eyes to adjust back. So I'm hoping that that doesn't keep up and like I don't go blind early because of all this staring into lights for focus and stuff. Well, you should get Josh's some welder's glass. Yeah, I see the. It just seems so pretentious when I see people like holding up their welder's glass to look at it. Or we had that old professor at the U of A shout out if she's listening. She had the sunglasses, <laughs> but they always seem like kind of pretentious to me. But but the thing is, the sunglasses aren't actually going to protect your eyes. No. The welder's glass the welder- is a good idea, though. Uh, welder's glass, they actually sell, like, for film people, it's called gaffer's glass, which is basically like welder's glass. glass. Welder's glass, where it's welder's- like a little, <laughs> it's like a little, it's a little magnifying thing. thing. Yeah. It, it's a good way to find a hotspot, too. Like, that's a good way to, like, cancel all the... We're getting on this weird lighting tangent that no one else yeah. is going to understand. I don't care. So the the gaffer's glass that they market it for film people, they're like, it's meant so that way when you're looking at the sun outside on a cloudy day, you know exactly where it is. Okay. Which I find really interesting because I've never would have thought of it like that. I've only thought of it in like the, I'm staring at this light. I need to know where it's pointing. Yeah. And I can stare at it. I just but. get a really cool welder's helmet and just wear a welder's helmet all the time. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> One of those electronic ones yeah. that just automatically does. That auto adjust. Um, okay, so back to SpongeBob. <laughs> that I I love what Larry's little like speech about like I love protecting these good people. And it's just like them ch- like ch- literally chugging hot, hot dogs. dogs, right? That's crazy. Which, that dude is intense. It, when you look at it, you're like, that is so dumb. That's not even like a real thing. But we do that, like, 4th of July just passed. We do that all the time. Yeah. Where we, like, just watch people stuff hot dogs in their mouth. Why, why do you think it's hot dogs? Where do you think this hot dog eating contest, like, fad started? Like, why is it specifically hot dogs? I don't know. Maybe because much phallic. There you go. <laughs> people are obsessed with with phallic imagery. Freudian right at you. Because I'd be like, yeah. I'd much rather do like a burger eating contest. Like I love burgers more than I like hot dogs, but I guess yeah. I don't know. I follow a competitive eater on TikTok and it's pretty fun because <laughs> it's like all her videos are her eating like big bowls of ramen. <laughs> I remember I showed it. I was on a shoot and I showed it to people and they were like, why is she doing this? And I was like, she's going to make money. It's a one. Well, one, she's an attractive woman on the Internet. Two, she's an attractive woman on the internet who eats food. There's a big market for that. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. She knows her brand <laughs> and she's doing what she's going to do. But it is it is very impressive to see her like, I saw her eat like a three foot long burrito. Oh my God. And I was like, I would die. Yeah. I would 100% die. Or I would finish it and then I would be in a food coma for like two days. <laughs> yeah, I would eat it myself then die. <laughs> Possibly choke while eating, but all of the above. But um, what would you? I have a question. So, yeah. what would you do if you had to get everyone out of the water? I had that same exact question. Um, I think the free ice cream poi was a pretty good one. Um, but I guess it depends on where you're at, right? 
I feel like at the pool, saying that like someone took a dump in the pool is a great way to get people out of the water. It didn't work yeah. at the Goolagoon because people like, oh, it's a big, it's a big lagoon. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. I think it was funny. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but I say that's probably the best way. But at, at like a beach, I guess yelling shark. Ba- basically, everything SpongeBob did, I think, is the right thing to do. But but like okay so but for SpongeBob specifically like what what's the best way for him? Obviously, to do it? sharks are good. Like sharks yeah. are chill apparently in this in this universe. Sea monsters are also very highly educated. There has to be do? there has to be something right. I should have just said like I would I think thinking about it I'd be like toxic sludge or something. Toxic sludge or like there has to be like an equivalent to like piranhas or like nematodes right. That are like dangerous yeah. to be in the water. Bed bugs. There's bed, bed yeah, bugs in the water. Something. <laughs> oh, uh, before we head out, do you think. Wh- what's your favorite moment of this episode? Because I have one that's very specific for this. I mean, not of this episode, of this act. Because I have one that's very specific. So I thought the whole Larry saving someone was hilarious. Like, it's so over dramatized and, like, him bashing on that guy's, like, chest to get the water <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. So I think that would be one of my favorite parts. Or, yeah, yeah. What's, so what's yours? For me, it's a tie, but slightly ahead is, like, them playing around and the guy throwing him into the rock. Yeah, I don't understand. He's just, that. like, having the best time of his life. Because that still, like, reminds me of, like, very much how I see like children at the beach and i'm like you guys are just gonna die You're just jumping <laughs> off of things and doing stuff really stupid but the second thing is where he's like you are way too old and unsightly for my beach so i'm afraid i'm gonna have to ask you to leave <laughs> and they're like what a kind nice young man it's like we just were, how we raised, we raised him because yeah. i'm supposed to believe that larry was raised by these people too and was fish. just like you guys yeah. are just too ugly for my beach <laughs> man it was either that or the the butt cramps. Butt cramps is hilarious, <laughs> especially I'm how they still... animate it. It's like twist their butt. <laughs> I'm afraid of that to this day. Big old lesson time, Josh. Oh, I'm so excited! Start off season three strong, super duper strong. What do you got? You gotta, it's gotta blow us away. We gotta set up this season as the best season that we've ever done until season four. But, anyways, go for it. <laughs> Um, I actually had a little bit of a challenge this week trying to find something just because mm-hmm. I think that the uh, first act, I think, plays very nicely into both acts and like it's already titled, it already has like the big lesson there. Um, so I wanted to kind of like do a variant on the whole grass is greener on the other side um, mm-hmm. is that how do I, how do I word this? Um, I wrote it down. You're really nailing it. You're it really down. nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I wrote it down, like, appreciate what you have, but that's basically the same thing. I just didn't realize until saying it out loud, like, it can <laughs> how be straightforward. It, is. <laughs> it can be straightforward. We don't have to yeah, think right, outside the box. It's fine. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it simple. And for starting off season three, I think they've already kind of laid the groundwork for it, which we appreciate. And uh, is that's to appreciate what you have. You have a certain set of skills, you have a certain life, and you should really not take that for granted and i think i i do that a lot personally like i see mm-hmm. people doing bigger stuff than me or like living in fancy places or have fancy stuff and i wish like man i wish i had that but you know there's a lot of things that i specifically should be very thankful for and so we see that very clearly we've already kind of talked about it in the first act where plankton got to take for took for granted for the fact that maybe mr krabs's life is not something that he is capable of Mm-hmm. Um, and then in act two, it's SpongeBob and Patrick, like both are wailing on lifeguards. And I think SpongeBob didn't realize how hard it was to be a lifeguard. It was like, life is pretty easy just being an average beachgoer, you know? Yeah. So I think you're it, not, you're not worried about everyone else's safety. Exactly. You don't have all that responsibility. And so like in our everyday lives, I think it's important. And I think that's something I've seen a lot more people do recently is like kind of take tally what you have and like reflect every day about like all right today might have sucked but i have some good friends i had a good meal and at the end of the day like i'm able to like for me like work in theater full time which is great and a lot of people can't afford to do that and it's like good so i think like that is an important life thing to have it's not just the grass is greener on the other side it's that you should 
always be mindful of what you already have and be thankful for that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like it's sometimes you don't have to be like we we pick apart these episodes finding like the very like the minutia of out of it, but it's like it doesn't have to be that intense, Mm-mm. you know? After me Plus, <laughs> freaking out about this lesson for the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it's one of those things. It's just, it can, I don't know. Like you were saying with work, it was like, I remember living in Arizona. I was like, man, I want to be in New York doing like, like better work. And then now I'm in New York and I'm like, oh, now I want to be doing this in New York, doing better work. Like, you know, it's like, it's always going to be, it's always going to be something greater like that, you know, yeah. I, I get, you get that perspective a lot when you talk to other people. And like, I talk to people all the time. I'm like, oh, it must be great that you're like designing in New York and stuff. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess it's okay, but like, I wish I was yeah, doing like, something else. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, uh, people will message me and they're like, man, I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, it's like not as cool as I'm making it seem. I just want you to know that the Instagram is like more cool than the social media is a lot. The actual thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I always like holding that in on people is like letting them know like I'm gonna post it because it looks cool, but I want you to know that it's not exactly the truth. Like I filmed a really fun event, like Laverne Cox was there, Billy Porter was there, it was really great. But like most of what I did that event was like just hit record and stand by the camera and babysit a camera and lose your keys because like. That was my job for the situation, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. And lose my, <laughs> my house keys, you know? But on Instagram, it looks like I was, you know, having a big old party. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's important. And like, you got to be happy with what you got. Like, even if you're not doing these big stuff, like, as long as you're like satisfied in life, I think it's like pretty okay. And you can strive yeah. to do something greater later on. And you got to think about it. Like for me, I was like, well, I could just be hitting record and babysitting a camera at like some press conference. Right. And that would be a lot more boring. Right. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. What did you, what did you get for your, uh, your big lesson? I also ran into the same predicament as you where I was yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want to do something so simple, but, uh, I think I found a way around it. That's kind of like pretty similar to yours is if you step out of your comfort zone, prepare yourself for the consequences. I like that. No, I like so that like, one. Yeah. So like the grass is always greener, but like if you're going to be checking that other grass out, you know, you got to be ready for it. Like Plankton was not ready for it. Yeah. He was very much like, I, I want the life that Mr. Krabs has. And it was like, you talked about it in act one. It's like the research that he could have done. He could have been like, Oh, like, Krabs does this, like, he watches them all day, you know? Like, Krabs, you could be like, oh, man, he has to deal with SpongeBob and Squidward and Patrick when he comes by and all these other stupid-ass people who come into his <laughs> restaurant. He's like, but he gets to have the Krabby Patty. Like, you know, he gets to, he keeps one thing that's great, but it, what's the cost, you know? Yeah. Um, And the same thing with, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick. It's like, with Larry, it was like they did not know anything of what a lifeguard actually does. They just saw the the benefits. Yeah. Again, it's like you have to prepare. You have to prepare yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it is like just as good. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times with the grass is always greener. It's like the the implication that like, oh, this person has a better life and I don't know the actual reality of it. And so that my life is just as good. It's sometimes it's not the case. Like there's definitely people I've met where I'm like, if I had your life, like it would be <laughs> like, I would be a lot better off. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. people have like tons of money or like their parents pay their rent. And it's like, I'd be a lot better off if my parents paid my rent. Do I want them paying my rent? Absolutely no, not, but yeah. I would be better <laughs> off. You know, I don't know. It's like one of those things. Like there are times where, you make that leap to the other side and you go, Oh, this is actually good. Yeah. So then you have to prepare for that situation where things could turn out better or they could turn out worse. And I think they think I see that a lot though, with like, especially in entertainment industry where people are like, Oh, all these cool people are moving to like LA and New York. And then when they move out to these big cities, it's like, they realize, Oh, I, this isn't for me, you know, but yeah. how much money did you drop to spend like to move 
either across the country or to a big city in general like it's a lot of money yeah so and sometimes they make the move and then they're stuck there you yeah know? and they're miserable and like you gotta like i don't know do your like you said do your research like look into it and maybe taking that plunge is okay sometimes but that's a big gamble and you got to be yeah. sure that you're able to take that kind of risk yeah and mentally prepare for both outcomes you could prepare for hey, if everything goes great and I love this new lifestyle or I love this new choice, this is what I'm going to do. And if everything does not go great, it's like, okay, well, how long am I going to stick it out? A lot of my actor friends, like, I feel like they have to run into that choice where they're like, oh, how long am I going to stick it out here doing, you know, a day job before I can, like, be famous acting? Because some actors, they don't get their break until they're, like, 50 or 60. Oh, yeah, like the guy who won Best Tony this year was like 70 something right so like yeah so it's like it takes time and then there's there's no easy answer or guideline it's like it's random (laughs) sometimes so yeah sometimes it's just pure luck exactly right place right time and hard work a lot of hard work which is what you don't see on instagram so (laughs) no you you don't see that on the gram you don't see me you don't see me losing my keys on the ground no definitely (laughs) I'm excited for season three. Yeah. Season three has a lot of promise. I I think season one was just like, wow, we're taking off. And then season two was like... Finding our sea oh, legs. Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think three is going to be like another like whoosh moment. We're going to be like, holy crap. We live for those whoosh moments. It's whoosh moments. <laughs> All right. So if you want to send us any things, just like the past seasons you can reach out to us on ismaniaspodcast.com or email us at ismaniaspodcast at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram or twitter or you can follow us on all of them yeah but the big thing is is you need to share our even if you only kind of like our podcast you gotta spread the word even if you don't even like our podcast share it anyways because someone might someone might find it really really good even if you hate it and listen, yeah. we got a lot of good feedback about those shirts. So if you want us to actually make merch eventually in the future, that means we need more listeners <laughs> to make it work. Yeah, we, well. <laughs> we it's called like cost supply benefit, demand. supply demand, uh, law of diminishing return. Now I'm just saying economics things. Well, I, but I just anyways. invented marketing, so maybe we can work on that. We can figure yeah, that exactly. out. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. But be sure to share with your friends and your enemies, and to comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So to start us off right, Josh, I think what we should do for our sign-off this time is a good old victory screech. Oh, I'm ready for this. I've prepared my vocal cords specifically for this. All right. I'm going to count it down. Ready? Three, two, one. (coughs) Did you just cough instead of the victory screech? I think I I think I soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it.